Welcome, traders, to the SPACs attack. Let's get it started. What's going on, traders? Welcome and welcome to the SPACs Attack, where we talk everything SPACs. And I got my man, the brains of the show, Chris Ketchy. What's going on, man? What's going on, brother? Uh, it's good to be back after, you know, no show Thursday and Friday. But I know I sure did enjoy that Benzinga Global small cap conference where, you know, I got to see some presentations from some great companies. So, you know, definitely worth uh, sitting out a couple days to take part in that. Yeah, definitely. Something we're going to definitely keep an eye out and, and watching over this next couple of weeks is going to be how those small caps companies actually go and then get some. Some of them are going to go up. Some of them are going to go down. But one of the things is that you could have got is the information to make that trading investment. So definitely check it out, guys, if you missed it. All right, let's go ahead and let's get right into our headlines of the day. want to definitely say shout out to everyone out there. Yes, yes, Sean H. We will talk about SEAH coming right up, guys. All right, guys. Yeah, so let's dive into some headlines. We do have a couple deals to get into today. Um, but taking the best of the headlines from Thursday, Friday, and this morning. So up first, we have SEAH. Um, so merging with Supergroup, um, this is a sports betting company. So their unit, Betway, uh, announced over the weekend that they entered into a multi-year U.S. partnership with the National Hockey League. Um, so that made Betway an official sports betting partner of the NHL. They're able to use logos and that content started already on, on Saturday with the start of the NHL playoffs. I know I saw Betway's logo on the ice, on billboards, around rinks. So definitely high visibility for them during the NHL playoffs. And that's going to continue for uh, future years. So a good start here for SEAH with that U.S. expansion expected for Supergroup and Unit Betway. Then we have VACQ. So VACQ bringing Rocket Lab um, public. So they actually had a, a launch failure um, last week. So they said an issue was experienced during today's launch, resulting in the loss of the mission. We are deeply sorry to our launch customers, Black Sky and Spaceflight. The issue occurred shortly after stage two ignition. More information will be provided as it becomes available. So remember that Black Sky, one of their partners, that's SFTW, also a SPAC merger. So it looks like a couple of their satellites were actually lost in this mission. Um, so not sure how this shakes out financially and what's to come. Um, but definitely uh, we'll probably see some pressure on VACQ moving forward here after that launch failure. Then we had some earnings today. So we have STEM, S-T-E-M. Um, sales of 15.4 million up significantly from 4.1 million last year. Um, you know, no surprise as again, they are ramping up quickly. They reiterated their full year revenue outlook of 147 million. So keep an eye out on STEM. 
uh, today after the, that earnings report. Then we have LEVE, Lion Electric, which recently completed that DSPAC. I do own shares of this company. So uh, sales of $6.2 million, up from $1.23 million last year, um, you know, up over 400% again as they ramp up. And then they also announced a, a new deal this morning. So it's their largest zero emission school bus order, 260 buses. The deal is with First Student, which is the largest student transportation provider in North America. Um, so again, this is for 260 all-electric Lion C school buses, the largest order of school buses by a single customer in Lion's history. And this order will make First Student the largest operator of zero emission school buses in North America. Those deliveries expected to take place 2021 through 2023. Um, and that is for uh, the Canadian market. And we have HIMS and HERS, ticker H-I-M-S. They uh, reported um, or they see second quarter sales of 55 to 57 million ahead of an estimate of 50 million. Um, and then they are guiding for that full year revenue between 221 million to 227 million. That's significantly higher than a street estimate of 202 million right now. So it looks like maybe Hims could see some uh, positive sentiment as it looks like that guidance, you know, coming in ahead of where the street expects. Shares have been beaten down, so keep an eye out on Hims. We have Kappa, which is merging with QuantumSci, setting a merger date for June 9th, which we'll add to our calendar, which we'll get to in a minute here. And we had earnings from highly anticipated uh, Clover Health, CLOV. So they reported first quarter sales of 200.3 million. That beat an estimate of 166.2 million. And they see full year sales. 810 million to 830 million versus a street estimate of 822 million. But they're also getting attacked again by Hindenburg today, who's already had a short report out against them. Um, so they talked about how Clover Health said in their original investor presentation that they had 200,000 Medicare direct contracting members. Um, it looks like now that guidance is calling that not a, a for sure number and, and saying that they could potentially hit that number. So it looks like maybe the wording a little off in that investor presentation. Um, so Hindenburg, you know, pulling the punches today. Shares of Clover were up this morning. They are dropping now. So it looks like Hindenburg, um, you know, out again. But again, you know, they did. Uh, that guidance is ahead of street estimates, but still, you know, some of those numbers called into question from the investor presentation. So keep an eye out. We turn to our deals. So up first, we have SCVX bringing Bright Machines public. Bright Machine is a leader in intelligent software defined manufacturing, an innovative approach to manufacturing automation by combining proprietary software with adaptive hardware to automate repetitive tasks. BMW is an investor in this company. Um, so again, founded in 2018, software and data first approach to factory operations. This is a, a 3D printing play. Um, and, you know, they have a portfolio of 36 patent filings that give them a competitive advantage. 25 global blue chip customers in across several industries, including network infrastructure, data centers, automotive, consumer products, medical devices, and industrial. 
they've doubled doubled revenue each year since their inception in 2018 and their compounded annual growth of revenue projections of 84% from 2020 to 2025. So revenue of 54 million expected for 2021, 85 million for 2022. Company valued at $1.15 billion though, which looks a little high compared to those revenue estimates. Uh, so keep an eye out on this one. Uh, wasn't getting much action uh, this morning on that deal announcement. Looks like we're down 1% right now. And then our other deal announced today, uh, Seaport Global, that's S-G-A-M, bringing Redbox public. Redbox, of course, the DVD rental kiosk company that was previously publicly traded as um, Outer Wall. So this values the company at $693 million. A $50 million pipe includes investments from Screen Vision, Thunder Road, Legendary Entertainment, and Lionsgate Entertainment. Apollo Global will remain the majority owner. Current shareholders of Seaport Global SGAM shares will own 25.8% of the new company. So Redbox has over 40,000 kiosks and 150 retail partners. They're the largest DVD rental kiosk company, 39 million loyalty members, a database of 446 million customers, and then 43 million customers have downloaded the app. They have 7 million followers across social media, um, 6 billion DVDs rented over the last 18 years. 90% of Americans live within five minutes of a Redbox kiosk. So they said that the SPAC deal will help them accelerate their technology development, content acquisitions, and marketing initiatives. They launched Redbox Entertainment to bring exclusive and original content to viewers. Currently launched 16 titles, 26 in development, and they want to release 36 new exclusive titles annually. They're seeking to transform from a legacy DVD business to a digital entertainment company, similar to a move that Netflix made. Their app also allows some free movie rentals. And one of the things I saw in the presentation was that they also offer some uh, premium television subscription services that, that people can subscribe right through that app so they can partner with SVOD players Showtime was an example. They did a test run and 62,000 people subscribed to Showtime directly from the Redbox app. So over 3 million customers have taken part in Redbox TVOD expansion. Revenue of $829 million in 2019. In 2020, 546 million revenue. And they're guiding for 498 million in 2021, 906 million in 2022. Digital revenue of 70 million in 2021, 193 million in 2022. Positive adjusted EBITDA of 114 million in 2020, guiding for 101 million in 2021. So that's the two deals. The headlines our, our calendar is starting to shape up nicely. One of the things we've seen now recently with some of this SEC regulation uh, finally getting through is we're getting more vote dates announced. So our calendar filling out nicely towards the end of May and the start of June. We do have a vote tomorrow for ATAC. We have a vote for IPOE on the 27th and then several votes in June. And then turning to earnings, we of course had Clover and STEM this morning. After hours tonight, we have XL and DNMR and then Desktop Metal tonight as well. And then on the 20th, later this week, we have Genius Sports, G-E-N-I, 
And on the 24th, we have Ride, R-I-D-E. Uh, so I don't know where you want to start, Mitch. Uh, you know, that Redbox deal, it, it looks very interesting because this is a, you know, a, a rental DVD kiosk business. Um, you know, doesn't have that high growth as the streaming players, but it looks like maybe they're trying to extend themselves into streaming. And, you know, being done at a valuation of $600 million with, with revenue of, you know, 500 to $600 million now and, you know, 900 back in 2019, I actually think the valuation on this doesn't look too bad. And with that positive uh, adjusted EBITDA, the question is, you know, will they be able to grow in, in the streaming market now? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, joining in here, one of the things that I want to say about that is what I would look for, and you talked about it, um, this is a company that's changing, not what you used to see it. Um, if you think about it as what it was, then yeah, I would, I'd probably run away. But that's not what it. That's not what it's going to be. I think that you're also going to start seeing some deals come with, let's say, HBO, Showtime, um, and you can also look for maybe a deal with Comcast or something like that. Because what I think they're going to start doing is, yeah, they're going to have some movies like on demand uh, to offer you. Um, that are coming out, but they're also what I think is going to happen is eventually they're going to try to make deals with movies that are in theaters and maybe present them in here in this app. That's what I would pay attention to. That's something that could get me excited about this company. But if I don't see any partnerships like that, then I'm going to definitely stick to more along kind of the streaming services that are doing this also. Like let's say HBO, we saw the the merger today with uh, kind of Discovery. Um, definitely going to watch that because I think that those are the companies that are going to survive and kind of thrive in the next kind of 10 years in streaming. It's going to be the ones that offer uh, exclusive titles, meaning that it's probably in theater. And then another thing that's going to happen is that it's not just only going to be those exclusive titles, but can you have some originals? You know, and, and some works that that you're seeing a lot of companies get into, like Roku. Roku's even doing this itself. It's going to come out with original shows also. So this is this is the game now, guys. It's no longer to the cords. It's cutting the cords. And how can you go ahead and make a kind of personalized experience for the consumer at home? Yeah, and you know the the other thing I liked was that pipe on the steel, Mitch. Uh, you got. Thunder Road, which makes movies, Legendary Entertainment makes movies. I think they were involved in like uh, the the latest Godzilla movie. They're partnered with Warner Brothers, and, and you've got Lionsgate. Lionsgate's a huge movie uh, creator, right? So maybe they get some of those exclusive titles that you talked about. You, you know, and the, the biggest question is how quick can they transform and get rid of you know part of this legacy business? and transform into a, a streaming company. You know, they do have a, a lot of revenue a year. Um, so I do like that and the positive adjusted EBITDA. So maybe they're able to, you know, turn some of that into growth. But, you know, and someone pointing out in the chat, and I hadn't have thought of this, but it doesn't look like they're going to be doing that anytime soon, Was is uh, Vintage saying that they need to change the name of the company. Maybe that should have been part of the deal, you know, today is, you know, maybe rebrand themselves, right? Because when you think Redbox, you think, you know, DVD kiosk. And if they don't want to be known as that anymore, might have to change it up a little bit. Hey, the only thing I'd say about that is Netflix didn't change their name, right? That is true. That is true. And they accomplished this. The same thing. I feel like, I mean, so Netflix, I feel like when you hear that name, though, you hear net, which maybe leads you to internet. 
Whereas red box, you think box, you think the kiosk. So maybe Netflix was just ahead of the game with their with their name and they thought that one out. I hadn't thought of that until now, Mitch. Yeah, definitely one to keep on watch, guys. Now let's go ahead and let's get into what everyone wants to talk about, which is, of course, the story that is Ride today. So what's going on here, Chris, with Ride? Yeah, so Ride is popping up. And the, the thing I found... You know, because I was actually surprised because they were originally supposed to report earnings today. That's been delayed um, due to some refilings. So they're going to report on May 24th, so a week from today. But the news that I found is that from June 21st through June 25th, they're going to host a week-long event at their Ohio headquarters for investors, analysts, customers, and partners. So that includes factory tours, presentations, and test drives of the Lordstown Endurance uh, all-electric commercial pickup trucks. So, you know, Mitch, this thing's been hit by short reports. And part of that was, you know, that these trucks didn't really run well. And we saw them, you know, race in the, what was that endurance race? Um, mm-hmm. And they they didn't finish, but, you know, they, they the truck did run. So, so they've proven that. And I think these factory tours and those test drives may go a long ways you know, and fighting off some of these short reports. So, you know, that's in Ohio. Maybe uh, maybe we try to go uh, get a factory tour during during this event. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I'm going to start seeing is kind of they, they're going to start doing some marketing, guys. Pay attention to the marketing. Pay attention to who do they team up with. They've teamed up with the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, recently. Joe Burrow. Yeah, Joe Burrows. You, could, you, could, you guys can see him here. I, I got a video for you guys. Look, look at him look at him look at him oh oh he's throwing a football he's throwing a football he's throwing a football guys oh oh look work for it work for it oh look what's in the back oh there it is lordstown lordstown nice. right there guys and that's yeah, so from definitely... the Bengals twitter account that's not even that's not even uh lordstown's twitter account nice marketing yeah, yeah. i yeah. didn't see uh, that Mitch. that's a good pull yeah, that's what I'm looking at, guys. I, I'm keeping an eye out on this company, and I, I think they're going to advertise that truck like y- you've never seen before, guys. They're going to spend money. If they need to raise money to advertise, I think you might just see that. So that's another thing to keep in watch because as the price comes back up and it spikes back up, I'd be careful for an offering um, because if they do do that offering, it could be because, hey, you know they, they, they're, they're seeing how much their production they're going to need to do. They're going to need some more money. They're going to need to advertise to really get that truck back in the standing that everybody looked at at first, which was, man, this might look like one of the best trucks that they have to offer. Right, Chris? Uh, at least at first, when EVs first started coming, this one was compared to uh, Rivian's truck, which yeah, is one, the- of the, one of the leading trucks. Yeah. And the, the thing here, too, is, you know, we, we talk a lot about, you know, first mover advantage. Right. So the question here with Lordstown Endurance is how quick can they get that to market? You, you have competition coming from, you know, Tesla with the Cybertruck. You have Rivian. And then also we've got Ford unveiling that all electric F-150 later this week. But that one won't come out for another year. So Lordstown, you know, it looks like they can maybe beat the competitors to market, which maybe gets them some early buying. Remember, the the thing here, though, is they're focusing on the commercial fleet customers first. So I worry a little bit about, you know, some of the consumer demand. How long is it going to take to get to, you know, the, the average everyday Joe that wants this electric pickup truck, you know, versus the commercial fleet customers? So that's another story to watch here, Mitch. 
Yeah, guys, we'll definitely keep a watch on it. As you see the chart rocketing up there today, we'll keep an eye on it. Now it's up, uh, I think it got up there closer towards, now we're up at 17%, man. And what a move there by Ride. Rocket on up there from about 750s up there towards about almost $9. Uh, next on our watch list, let's take a look here and see what other stocks got moving. We want to get into this and talk about the watch list. So what's better than play our watch list? All right, guys. All right. Trying to stay in here. Had a rough night, like they said in the chat. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And it wasn't because I'm partying. Looks like I got to go to that lovely, lovely place where they give root canals. I don't want to talk about it, but oh, come on, come on. Destroy the thumbs up like Born to Be Free says, guys. Help us out. Hit the thumbs up. Let's keep going through here and see what other stocks we see moving. Of course, I'm also seeing uh, Fisker up today. Did that have news? I think there was something out, right? Fisker did have news, so kind of a continuation. Last week, they had that news with Foxconn. Today, it was with Sharp talking about the uh, in-car um, infotainment system. You know, you know, so as we talk about these electric vehicles, you know, trying to uh, differentiate themselves, Fisker going to have, you know, a partnership with Sharp, one of the leading electronics companies. But, but to me, that Foxconn news last week was really big because they really went after that $30,000 price target. And, and that's for a car that's not going to be, uh, you know, start production until 2023. So we're a couple of years away. But Mitch, I think when we've talked EVs before, right, it, it's about getting that price down. I know I want to own an electric vehicle someday, but, you know, I don't want to pay 60, 70,000. Um, I think, you know, if someone can hit that sweet spot and get these 30,000 or under, I think you could see some uh, mass production demand out there from the market. Yeah, I've said it myself, guys. You guys, uh, EVs are all cool and all, but I mean, I'm not spending 40,000 on a car anytime soon. Um, I, I'll keep, I'll keep in the 25s to 30 range, probably max. And if I'm spending over 30, I just feel like I'm just getting into luxury. So I do not feel these EVs are luxury right now. Um, at least not all of them. And so definitely not my kind of play here. Uh, let, let me get, get you to another stock here, guys. Uh, Playboy is up today, but it's going to fight the trend. You know, it's going to be very hard to continue moving up past that 60. So keep your eyes on Playboy. We'll see how that develops in the next couple of weeks. Um, I would look for a pullback closer towards maybe around 30s. Uh, you get that 50% pullback, then you can see it continue with the next artist release. Uh, release. That's what I would look for. The next NFTs when those get released for another ride up. Uh, next one up, uh, we can point out uh, Romeo here. Romeo, not looking too bad, but definitely, definitely still on the downtrend, guys. Still on the downtrend. So we'll leave Romeo alone until we get the pop. Um, if you guys want to know one that is on my radar today, and I and I put it on the radar after I saw uh, the the 3D stocks doing decently on, on last week, and then I saw this uh, news that it was it was actually decent for me. So one that I'm going to keep a uh, watch desktop metals here. DM is definitely one to watch out, guys. I called this one out because I do like their recent partnership for their dental. Um, what what do you think about this one, Chris? 
Yeah, but I, I'm sure you don't want to talk about that dental partnership today. Yeah, but, let, so let's just say, let's let, just say. Let's just focus on their, their 3D printing as, as a whole. Um, uh, this is one that I own shares of, um, you know, a while back and I did sell for a profit. It's one I've been looking, you know, to get back into. I believe in the long-term story. I love their partnerships. You know, they can work industrial, as Mitch just said, you know, that new segment they're entering as well. They do have earnings tonight, Mitch. So I'm excited to hear the the key for me with all those acquisitions, right, is guidance. Because those mm -hmm. acquisitions aren't priced into the original guidance. Exactly. So when, when you buy out a company, how quickly can you add, you know, that revenue to your own guidance? And how much can you help that acquired company grow? So I'm excited to hear more about that. And there's been a ton of 3D printing companies going public. I think Desktop Metal stands out, uh, you know, ahead of some of these other players with their partnerships. So very exciting to get to earnings uh, later tonight. All right. All right, guys. Next up, next up. Definitely keep your watch on this one. We'll put this one on my radar was are you are seeing some of the sentiment in 3D stocks kind of change? Uh, Triple D looking good, too. You guys could probably look at this one if you see DM get a big lift because of the earnings and the guidance. Also, you can look at Triple D. I know it's not a SPAC here, but de definitely take a look at this one. And you see that kind of bottoming effect. Same thing you're kind of getting in DM. Uh, so if you look at that, look at this chart, bottoming effect. Let's see if it starts coming back up and trending back up there. All right, you know, up. you know what I don't see on that uh, watch list, probably because we uh, didn't want it on the watch list. That's moving higher today. What's uh, up? What's up? We got Nicola NKLA. Nicola. Uh, I mean, that thing, I, I don't even know why it's moving today. It, it was up like 10% last I saw. Um, you, you know, that thing just continues to, to trade up. It's $13 today. You know, this is hold one on, that. Hold it, on. Are, are, are we talking Nikola, the only Nikola I know? Is it, are we talking push me down the hill kind of Nikola? <laughs> we are, except today someone's pushing that truck up a hill. Up the hill. This up thing the is hill. Climbing, like up on, like climbing up on no news. Um, if anyone knows what the news is with Nikola, drop it in the chat. Um, my guess is that people are just, you know, circulating this as a, a potential short squeeze or something along that lines but to me there, there's not a story here right now um i, I would what be, it is. i would be careful the chart always points sometimes and points to the catalyst so what you do is you, you look at this right when, when when do we see some volume when do we see some catalyst maybe this 22nd what do we get on the 22nd so let's go back let's was, use that their, our, was that their earnings last Let's find out. We're going to move our way back there until April 22nd. Oh, looks like we don't even go that far there. Can't go that far back. Here. All right, I'll find it in the press releases. Here you go, guys. All right, so on, on April 22nd, we had what? Hydrogen fueling. Hydrogen fueling, right? And so this is what's causing the drive right now in my eyes. Why? Because what it means is that uh, people bought in on that first spike. It pulled back. And now it's starting to get above those investors that jumped in for this play here. And so that's what I would watch for, guys. As you see it on that volume pop, what you're seeing is kind of a confirmation 
that people that bought on that day, the April 22nd, are seeing it start ripping on through. And the bulls are now going to hold probably towards that resistance there. So 1250 seems like a, a good line in the sand to me here. And now you want to see it start getting strong, get up there to 14, maybe pull back towards 13 again, and then start ripping back up. That's what you want to see for a continuation move. Another thing you can use is kind of this bottoming action here and see if it can continue this trend up. It pulled back a certain amount here on the 11th and touched the line and then came right back up. Look for kind of a pullback and then a continued trend on its way up. That's what I'd pay attention to on Nikola. Yeah. Hey, hey, Mitch, do you want to get to the, it looks like we have some uh, breaking show news there in, in the chat. Um, speaking Let's of, do it. Let's do speaking it. of Playboy, PLBY, this just in, it looks like our man Zoli has booked the Playboy CEO to come on Spax Attack next week. So how about that, guys, out there watching? If you want to hear more about Playboy, that NFT trade, their consumer products, their licensing business, sexual health, all the stuff that they've got going on, we're going to get that exclusive interview next week. So shout out Zoli for getting that done. Um, but yeah, excited to hear more about Playboy. Uh, definitely, Mitch. Two questions. Do we get a model and do we get slime Sunday? <laughs> right? Like Come that's on, the thing. Zoe, I, I want to talk NF on. I want to talk NFTs cuz I feel like that's that's an exciting, you know, event for them. It's exciting monetization of, you know, all the digital assets that they have. Um but also, you know, as I said, this is a strong licensing business, right? That Playboy Bunny logo is well known. They, they have strong brand awareness. So how is that business going? What areas are they growing in? You, you know, and how can they transition, you know, from that legacy, you know, magazine business into the, the new uh, business models that they've laid out as a uh, public company. So very excited for that. So shout out Zoli. Yeah, guys. Yeah, guys. I, I follow uh, Slime Sunday here. And so um, I'm going to watch to see if we, I'm going to have to reach out to him, see if we can get him on too. let him know like, hey, we, we got the CEO on. We need you on, man. We need you. Yeah, so that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, we got to get the play, the, the, the man behind the art and, and hear his story, too. So I'm going to definitely reach out, see if we can push him on to here also, guys. Guys, smash, All right. smash the like. Another exclusive interview coming to Spax Attack. So smash the like for Zoli for getting these bookings done. We, we need some likes today, guys. Definitely, definitely. Now, one, one of the stocks that we have been watching and has been doing a, a kind of a pullback action was kind of MUDs. So I want to bring up MUDs right quick because I know a lot of traders are keeping your eyes on this one. What I would wait for MUDs, guys, is I'm going to wait for a pullback till we hear news or rumor that the next cards are going to come out, the actual packs. So when I hear that, that's when I think we're going to get our next run in MUDs. So pay attention towards the release of that news, not just the burn process, the every weekly process, but actually new packs being released out. Mitch, did you hear the uh, the trading card news? I don't think if you and I talked about this off air. So this could actually be a negative for MUDs and tops. Uh, so Pokemon cards got the headline, right, that Target is pulling Pokemon cards from stores because they've had so many problems with demand, fights. Someone pulled a gun in the parking lot at one of their stores. So they are no longer selling Pokemon cards, but they also said sports cards will be taken off the shelves too. 
So that's Target stores nationwide, you know, for at least the time being. So they will be sold online through Target store. But a lot of these people, you know, you go to a store to buy cards up. So, you know, could that be a story to watch for, you know, physical cards as well? So, uh, but as Mitch said, you know, I'm excited to hear more about the next pack release from Tops because I think that could be a major catalyst. And also a new pack release could mean what, Mitch? buying some packs and opening them live on air. So I'm excited for that too. And I know you guys out there probably are as well. Yeah, definitely guys. I, I, I'm i going to go ahead and, and have to do a little burn process. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it on Money Mitch today. So it might just be here tomorrow, guys. If you guys want to see the burn process opening of a 1952 Redux pack, let me know in the chat, guys. Put MUDs in the chat because I also want to shout out to MUDs so that we can get their CEO on this show also. So definitely, guys, put MUDs in the chat. Let everybody know we want to see you on MUD CEO. And I'm going to actually send him a video of this chat so that he can see how much everybody wants him on Spac's Attack. All right, guys. Let him know going. in the chat, guys. Let him know. Type let MUDs. Him know. Let him know. There it is. Alum, we know that symbol, MUDs. Let's go, let's go, guys. Definitely, definitely going to keep a close eye on that. Uh, yeah, and, and the Pokemon cards is, you, is one of those things that I used to say, right, Chris? Uh, you can't shoplift the NFTs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's, what, that's another thing, guys. I mean, hey, those Pokemon cards must have been flying off the shelves and uh, revenue's not matching uh, inventory there, so... Uh, I'm, I'm definitely thinking that that's that's another factor that played into those I'm cards sure being was. pulled off. Those small um, packs, for sure. Yeah, yeah, small packs, guys. I mean, uh, yes, definitely, definitely. Looks like we want muds on, so we'll definitely send this out. We'll get this out to him, and, and we got to get got to get them on, you know. And and I'll do, I'll bring the burn process for you guys tomorrow. Don't worry, guys. A Spax attack is definitely worth it to me. I'll I'll bring it on, and and you know. Money Mitch can just see uh, NBA top shots. That's not a bad one either. I got one of those packs this week. I heard too. you got a pack, Mitch. I got another pack, so I got a couple more to open. So we might have to do a, a special show, you know, for Money Mitch with Top Shot again. So uh, right, very let's exciting. Get, let's get back to the specs before everybody starts killing us on this. Let's get Mitch. Into... I'll tell you. I'll tell you one that I'm watching. So I talked, let's and it's it. right there on the on the watch list. We have Lev. But how about a, a pair trade there? One that I recently went long is ACTC um, Arclight, which is, uh, you know, another electric bus company. Um, so for me, right, we, we just saw Governor Newsom of California announced a new EV uh, package on Friday for, uh, I think it was $3.2 billion that's going to include electric buses. We also have that huge EV package, you know, in the, in the, in Congress right now, you know, working on getting passed and Joe Biden, remember virtually toured, um, the Proterra factory and no deals have been announced since then. But I'm wondering if we see some electric bus deals announced. You know, Lion got that big one this morning from Canada, but the U.S. still, you know, has really not announced any large orders. So, you know, I'm wondering when we see the makeup trade there as well. Well, definitely, definitely. You, you know, I'm a big, uh, a big fan of LEV. I've been a big, a big fan. Going to continue being a big fan, and that's why I also like Arrival. I just think they're definitely advanced in their game and going to continue getting deals. ACTC, 
I'll tell you right now, guys, this is called a gap fill, a gap fill, guys. When you see a gap up like this and then it fills the shadow on the way down, you got all this area where it built up volume in between that gap. Why? Because it needs to create some kind of lower support for when the stock gets back above this level to have some volume underneath it. And that's why it's actually a good thing that you're seeing a sideways trend here at support. Sideways trend at support showing you consolidation and that the bears haven't really taken control because they would have knocked it through the support and knocked it back down, let's say, towards that $10 that we've been seeing some of these get knocked down. And instead, what you're seeing is every time it comes near that support, it gets bought back up, pushed back up, bought back up, pushed back up. So this is actually one, two, three. This is the fourth attempt here to get back up here. This is what I like to see guys on that fourth attempt. Now if it could just hold this support, it's going to look good for me. ACTC looking good. Mitch, how about a uh, genie genius brand? So I, I know you're a huge bull of this company. They have earnings coming up on the 20th. So, so we're going to get a look at them this week. What do you think what are you going to be looking for in that earnings report um, and also, you know, on this chart here for uh, Genius Genius Sports? Yeah, I, I've, I've honestly just probably become even I don't know if there is a such thing as being too bullish a stock, but uh, I, I definitely have become too bullish on Genie. And, and one of the things that I said was on our happy hour for Money Mitch, I actually gave this stock as a stock that I would buy and never sell ever, ever. Ever. Just keep it in the account and just keep it there, guys. Reason why is, and I said it on there and I'll continue looking at it, is partnerships, 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 partnerships. And always, always one of the things that I look at from any company is can they separate themselves from the competitor? Because if you can separate yourself from the competitor, you become the best of breed. And once you become the best of breed, it's all about how you can grow your strategy, your business to get it towards the, even a next level after that and continue to separate that uh, competition. And, and we all know the competition here, guys, it's going to be sports radar. And I've been seeing them lose and lose and lose to Genie consistently. And so I'm going to continue to see that trend. And I think Genie in the long run will actually put sports radar to the point where it's going to be pushing them out of the business. Yeah. And, you know, I think one of the strongest things here, right, is that Genie was very um, well concentrated in Europe, right? That's where the majority of their kind of exclusive deals were. They're pushing heavily into the U.S. where sport radar kind of has dominated and hasn't had as much competition. You just saw Genie land that NFL deal, and they're starting to land some of these, you know, U.S. exclusive deals. I, I really like, you know, the story here as well, um, you know, that Mitch has been saying. I really think, you know, and not to say Sport Radar might not be a winning pick long term either because they do kind of have this duopoly. But I think Genius Sports is going to start landing more of those exclusive deals and I think is the the one to own here. So, um you know, I, I really like Genius. Another one, Mitch, to talk about that I know you're bullish on, Rush Street Interactive RSI had earnings last week. Um, earnings were on either Thursday or Friday, one of the days when we didn't have a show. So uh, I'll give you some of the numbers here. Their first quarter sales were $111.8 that beat an estimate of $96.3 
and their guidance um, for the full year they raised it, Mitch. So it was 420 to 460 million. They now say 440 to 480 million. And the street consensus was 442 million. So that new guidance looks very, very strong from the company. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think right now what you're seeing is gambling kind of be out of favor. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be trying to get into a position like RSI or even GNOG or some other gambling plays here. Um, this is when you can go ahead and definitely, definitely get a cheaper price than majority of the business. The business does not seem bad to me up there at 24 or 26. So I'm looking for this one to really just bottom out. But it's really going to be dependent on the industry leaders. You just got to keep your eyes on a DKNG. You got to keep your eyes on Penn. Do these catch a bid? Do these come roaring back? Until these come roaring back, you and, and I'll I'll say it on, on my opinion. I really don't think you're going to see RSI or GNOG come roaring back until you see the leaders come back into favor. And right now, it's just not there. Look at look at this chart on on Penn. It's just not there, guys. We need to see some volume come back into this. One of the things that I would look for is another state going legal. Um, I think there was talks of, uh, was it Kentucky that just recently? Yep, Kentucky. There's a couple other smaller ones. You know, the, the big one for RSI could be New York, though, right? I think mm -hmm. New York is the big one nope. to watch because no Rush, Rush Street ha has a key entry point in New York that could actually see them have a you know a legal online sports betting app over the likes of Penn National, um, so that's a big story to watch. Um, but I think you're right, Mitch. You know we've seen DKNG and Penn trade down. We do have earnings from GAN. I think tonight, you know GAN isn't a, a huge online app provider, but they provide you know the the thing behind the thing. So maybe you know is it today? Yup, today. So any comments from them maybe? Uh, on some new wins or some new states, you know, coming and how that affects maybe that could start to bump up the online sports betting companies. But yeah, I mean, right now, I think you're right. We need to see DKNG kind of bottom here and, and start to trade back up. But, you know, uh, I think some of that growth built in was from these new state launches that need to happen still. Yep. Uh, just the one to keep on radar. Also, one that I'm looking at is IGT. IGT in that in, in that area. Also, um, let's see if this one continues going. Uh, this one's more into lottery. But look at this chart, guys. This is a chart that I'm definitely going to keep on watch. Look at the volume. Nine million shares traded. Definitely. This is one that I gave on Money Mitch, but it's in the same sector. Keep your eyes on that one. Um, there's been talks of this one. It did get some deals, I think, out of Arizona to do their online sports betting. So keep your eyes on this one. And you're also going to see a lot of these new sports betting plays, um, I think, start getting some move before you see the pen and DKNG really rip on up. So look for those smaller plays here. Uh, let's keep going through. Let's look at some other smaller plays to take a look at. Um, I'm hearing a lot of people talk about Tattooed Chef. Um, I just don't know, man. I, I, this is not the story for me, but maybe that's just because I can't eat alternative meat. <laughs> and and I, I don't think I'll ever try it, but hey, who knows? To me, in an inflationary environment, it's not the stock to own, but 
it, it could it could move up. It could move up. Um, my biggest thing is I just think that in an inflationary environment, I, I think with prices going up and up, you're not going to see people uh, kind of push out that money to get the alternative meat uh, option. I think, hey, uh, we're going to take what we can get. If that's the the 80, 80, 20 percent ground beef, I think we're going to take the 80 percent ground beef. But oh, what do you think, Chris, in, in my crazy thoughts here? I don't think you're crazy. And I, I mean, I don't eat much uh, plant based uh, foods either. So it's it, it's hard for me to see some of the valuation. But I, I do like this one long term. But the thing that really has scared me away, Mitch, they reported earnings last week. And, and I've been saying, right, that this this new launch at Target and their partnership with Target was a key. And what happened? They um, they reported uh, sales of $52.7 million, which beat the street consensus, but they left their guidance the same. So for the full year, they see 235 to $242 million, which is a head of street estimate of 224 But the fact that they didn't raise it makes me think maybe the Target launch is not going as well as they anticipated, or they're seeing less demand you know, from another source. So I really wanted to see stronger guidance out of the company um, because I really thought that that Target launch was going to be a key. So for me, I, I'm staying away right now, but you know, I... I there, there's lots of plant-based food companies out there. I think this is one of the stronger ones, but just not the trade for me right now. All right, let's keep going through you guys. If you guys have one, you guys want us to take a look at in the chat, definitely put it in the chat, guys, and we'll keep rolling through. Back to the top ramen days. You got it, man. You got it. Nothing like ramen, right? <laughs> Sounds like me in my college days, but uh, let, let's keep rolling through here. Let's roll to the next one. Uh, one that I want to talk about is, and, and we can take it off my list right here. Um, let's talk a, a l- little bit about IPOE. But really, when I talk about IPOE, you know, I, I think this is a, a story that is going to change in the long run. But one of the things that I could see, guys, and I just want to put it out there, is I could see a pullback happen um, into this gap. So you still have this 13 where it wicked down one day here. It went to 1314 on March 5th. But I think we could get a wick back down. And then eventually when this one despacks a rip eventually. So what what do you think about this one, Chris? And so IPOE, I, I did go long some calls a couple weeks ago. I don't own them anymore. It was actually a nice trade for me. I, I sold out of it. Um, as you know, we got that positive catalyst of the merger vote that sent shares higher. But to me, there's two big stories I'm watching. And one, you know, Spencer has been talking about, um, you know, on pre-market prep as well, that that bank charter, right? They When they announced this deal, they said that they wanted to launch, you know, online banking services. They needed a bank charter. They did acquire a regional bank in California, which should speed up that process. And, and then the other thing for me is, Mitch, they own this Galileo, right, which is the back-end technology that supports, um, you know, some websites, almost like an Amazon Web Services. And I've seen the valuation estimates of Galileo as a standalone business actually higher than the the full value of, uh, you know, SoFi. So interesting to see, you know, how big of a growth driver that Galileo business could be. I, I don't think, you know, they spin it off anytime soon. But what happens, you know, on a sum apart, some valuation once they go public? 
Um, if any analysts pick up on that, I think that could be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's one of those plays that I think is a very long-term play, but I think it's one that you could definitely put into the bag and then just hold for a long time and then see it get up uh, a significant amount over time. Um, I think it's going to be a play that's going to take a little bit to develop. It's just, to me, it's not sexy, even though it is on a lot of people's on a lot of people's watch. Um, it's just not sexy. It's not in a sexy name. And I just think in the long run, what you'll see is a quick down move, D-SPAC, and then a rip up is what I've been looking for. So I'll keep waiting for that and, and keep an eye out for that. We'll look for that move. Um, let's look at another one, another one. Uh, this is this is one that that we could talk about. Um, JWS still, still doesn't have a, a, a deal, right? It's on the rumor. They do have a deal. Um, JWS is uh, is that Cano Health? Yeah, Cano Health. This one's oh, surprising, Mitch, that this one's trading so well because it, it's very similar to uh, Clover Health, right? It's kind of a, a Medicare play. Um, you know, so maybe the difference here is that Cano Health, um, you know, maybe was a little bit more conservative with their numbers versus Clove that uh, wasn't so conservative. Um, but JWS has performed, you know, pretty well, um, you know, still trading over 12 bucks, you know, from that announcement. So interesting one here. But it has lost some uh, some support there, Mitch. It looks like on that on that chart coming down now. Yep, definitely, definitely. I'm going to keep a close eye on it. It has a good bottom there at 1250. We'll see if it holds that and get some volume push. No volume trading today on the up move. Uh, so definitely look to see if you get some volume. It needs that volume to continue running. All right, let's go ahead and let's get to the next one here. Guys, um, drop tickers in the chat. We got we got yeah, 10 guys, minutes guys, left. Drop them tickers. One, Let, let's hit some, some more here. So anything you want to hear uh, about, let us know. All right, guys, let's go ahead and just take a look here at some other plays. Um, one that I can, and I'll mention this one, uh, UWMC starting to get a lift um, after that earnings that got a hit, but right now it's also pulling back here. So let's see what happens in these next couple of days. I think this one could get a lift. Um, so you got to keep your eyes on it. But one of the things that I want to see it do is I want to see it kind of break out of this trend here. It came right up to that kind of, you drew a trend line from that top, top, pattern there if you draw it all the way down it comes right now to the wick right now so let's see if we can get past that wick which is 870 or nine dollars on the upside so i'd be looking for a pullback closer towards 750 if not 775 and then it ripped back up there towards eight to get us really moving one of the ones that you can see to see if this one really is going to get a move is you know of course keep with foa foa did do a bounce back at 940 after it did a push up there towards 1160 so you can keep your eyes on that one and for that case you can just watch rocket also see if rocket maybe starts making a move back up after their earnings where they got hurt here let's see if this starts coming back up a lot of times rocket loves to do this kind of gap down and then rip back up so we'll see if this one kind of leads gets back up there somewhere towards 22 and then you'll see uwmc get a lift definitely guys keep your eyes on that one uh vl vldr that's one that, that's a good one to start talking about as we're seeing a uh, bottoming action start coming back up this is one that was fighting right there for a, a negative catalyst there for a while there right cat uh right chris yeah, you know, VLDR reported earnings, had some strong unit sales. Um, you know, yeah, these LIDAR plays have all fallen significantly down 
Um, you know, as I've said, there's a lot of them out there. So kind of need to establish who's the market leader. And based on the unit shipped in that first quarter, VLDR, you know, a pretty strong position in, in the LIDAR market. So, you know, interesting to see if this one can start popping back up. Yeah, just to mention, I mean, this is one that uh, a lot of people were buying up easily at $22. So now that you can get it closer towards 10 which a lot of people wish they could have gotten it back then, uh, let's say in October towards January time. Um, hey, you, you could be looking for that $10 buy-in and looking for a hold at the bottom right now, which is a $8.97, guys. So let's let's pay attention. Let's see if it comes back up here, holds its 10. It good, good, could be a potential to get back up there. Um, one that I'm always going to keep an eye out for because at the end of the day, I've talked about it. We need autonomous before we get EVs. That's what I really think we do. That's what makes people drive. That's what makes people get over the hurdle is the technology to drive by itself. All right. We're seeing a lot of stocks being mentioned in the chat. A lot of tickers in here. Uh, let's go to the first one here. PaySafe is starting to come back a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about that one. Uh, PSFE here. PSFE here. Let's take a look. See if this one's going to come back. Like I've talked about, a lot of these are coming back down towards 10. I, I've said, I actually said it with this one that I think it could go back to 10 and then come back up. So to keep your eyes on that right now, guys, one of the things is we got close towards that 10. We got 10, 10, 10, 10 08. It came, it came close. Yeah, let's see if we get a little bit of a pullback. I think you're going to get a sideways trend here for about a month, and then you can get a rip out. So that's what I would look for. I would look for bottom actions to kind of nibble into, nibble into with a really tight risk underneath it. Look for these bounces to give you kind of a little bit of confirmation showing you some strength. And then you'll look for kind of a real breakout candle, a real push up to show you confirmation. Hey, I got this one timed right. I, I, I timed in correctly. I sized in accordingly and got the run back up. So definitely keep your eyes on that one. That's pay safe, guys. Uh, next up, next up, uh, we'll get into APXT. What's up with this one, Chris? Yeah, APXT, uh, you know, I, I still think is a great long-term one. This one's come down to the $10 level too. Um, you know, this is the one that supports Microsoft's cloud business, right, for small and medium-sized businesses. Every time Microsoft reports quarterly earnings, the highlight is cloud, right? Cloud is where their growth is at. And APXT being a, a large partner in that business, I think sets them up long term. Um, you know, but I also think APXT Avpoint maybe needs to extend themselves, right? And they started kind of sniffing around with like IBM, I think it was, where maybe they don't rely exclusively on Microsoft and they branch out a little bit. So I think that's a strong development, but this one, it, it needs some volume. It needs some support. It needs some catalyst. It's just fallen out of favor. It's, it's not a sexy play, right? It, it's cloud. Yep. It's one that I would honestly... Um, start dipping my toes in near this $10 just because I like, I, I think in the long run, I mean, it's, it's a company that's going to be around for a while. Um, now, is it, is it something that's going to get to maybe $60 at one point? No, I, I don't see that happening anytime soon, guys. Um, but can it get back up there to 17, 15? Yeah, I do think it can. Um, what I would look for now, guys, is I've gotten kind of this one push down, two push down, three push down. Let's let's try to let it push down one more time and break this low. The low here, we got a 986 low. 
We want to let it test that 986 one more time. It tried to do it on this Harmy candle kind of day two days prior on the 13th of May. Um, it went down towards a 990, but didn't get close towards that 986. Let's see if for any reason we get a test of that again and then a push back up through this 1020 area with a big volume spike. That's what I would like to see. As you see, this stock hasn't really traded in kind of uh, right now. It's trading about an average, about a little bit under a million shares. So what we want to see is a spike about 3 million shares traded. And that could really start sending this stock moving here. So that's what I'm going to be paying attention to, guys. I'll, I'll look for a 3 million, 4 million shares traded on APX to show us that hey bulls are getting back in all right guys let's keep going through here got a couple more minutes here about four more minutes here three more minutes let's get into the next one here wpf by todd what's up chris yeah you know wpf another one it's just not a very exciting um industry this is a light um you know it, it just it it never really took off it, it got that one initial spike if you look at the full chart there on the news, the announcement, but since then, you know, it dropped immediately and it just really came back down. This is one I see breaking below $10 once the merger goes through. Um, and I just don't know how quickly it, it's going to recover. Yeah, there's two things that I think that can happen on this chart here, guys. Uh, Todd putting up there WPF. Um, I do see here on this chart that we are getting kind of this volume push here. It happened on the 12th of May and it was 6.9 million shares. But then from that moment on, you've had 1.6, 1.8. And right now we're only at 192,000 shares traded. What we want to see, we want to see that kind of share, uh, share kind of boost again, about 6 million shares traded above kind of this 1030 level pushing into the 1050, that could push it back up. There's somebody that either got out of a big position here or started a big position here. So that's what I'd pay attention to. Mitch, if you look at the, the headlines on Pro, it looks like there was some block trades on May 12th. Um, 962,000 shares and 500,000 shares on, on May 12th. So it looks like, yeah, a big buyer coming in. I mean, the chart says it to me. Thank you, Chris, for at least confirming my uh, That's why we have Benzinga Pro, right? Here. Benzinga Pro with, with the news. That, that's how you trade, right? Is you get all the headlines right there. So you see the chart and you go back and look and that, that's what it was. Exactly, exactly. So I'm going to watch that to see if that block trader steps up again. So what do you want to see? You want to see another couple million shares traded through that level. So the resistance there is about this kind of 1015 level, 1020 level. Let's see if we get some big volume to push through there. What I would look for is look to see if he shows up on the level two, guys. Look to see if he shows up on the ask right now at around 1020. If there's like a big order there just sitting there. Um, a lot of times what they'll do is a lot of the times they'll put some pressure on the top side, let the stock go up towards that ask, and then they take it off the ask and they throw it on the bid right underneath to give it that kind of drive sensation. So it looked like the the market maker was going to go grab that that uh, that order that's sitting up higher. And what happens is they just pull it off and then they put it right underneath it to try to give it some supporting drive back up. So watch for that. Look for that on the level twos. Look for that on the time and sales. And, and what you would want to see is some big orders going through, let's say 5,000 shares, 10,000 shares. And then you're seeing that roll through the time and sales versus, let's say, 
algorithmic volume, which is normally around that 100 shares. You see a lot of times when you're looking at time in sales, you just see 100, 100, 200, 100, 200. The, those are algorithmic that's algorithmic volume. You don't want to pay attention to that. Look for the big orders. The big orders show you the big boys. And that's what I always look for. All right, guys, let's keep Mitch, going. Let's keep I saw going. a couple of people call out FTOC in the chat. Uh, and I think mm -hmm. it would be a great time to say that if you want to hear more about FTOC, don't worry, we've got pay O'Neill coming on the show this week. So we already heard from Betsy Cohen, of course, why did fintech announce this deal with Payoneer? But now we're going to hear from Payoneer uh, on their growth ahead in the fintech space. So for everyone excited about FTOC in the chat, tune in this week. Um, you don't want to miss that interview. Definitely, definitely, guys. Stick with us as we get into more and more stocks. We're going to continue bringing uh, kind of these different stocks, getting exclusive interviews, talking about the what's on our watch list, what's moving how we can go ahead and attack these. And I think over time, we're going to continue to see some be big winners and some be big losers. So definitely you got to watch out, do the research and stick with uh, Benzinga SPAC's attack. Really, that's what we're here for, guys, is to get you the information so that you can be informed in the SPAC industry. There's too many people out there that don't even know what a SPAC is. So if you're here, you're definitely in the right place. You're going to learn not only what SPACs are, but different stocks, information about them, interviews, analyst ratings, and also different strategies to go ahead and attack them. So definitely hit the like up, hit the subscribe. We'll see you guys next time. Power Hour is coming up next. So definitely hit the like. And what else we got? What else? Anything else for Chris? We, we got a couple SPAC experts this week. And as I said, Payoneer. And then next week, you guys heard it here first on today's show. We have Playboy Group CEO coming on Monday. So guys, don't go anywhere. Tune into SPACs Attack every day, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Smash the like. Let us know that you want this show to keep going and to bring the best guest here. Stay tuned for Power Hour coming up next. <laughs>